Hi there to everybody. Uh, my name's Terry Lynn. I'm a recovered and grateful compulsive eater. Um, super happy to be here tonight. Um, it's interesting. I looked at the at the date on my phone, and the date seemed kind of familiar. And then I realized that today is my third birthday um, in OA of being recovered, of not having to eat compulsively. Uh, I met my sponsor on December 18th of 2019, and I took the first three steps, which is when you date your birthday from on the 22nd. And uh, I just carried on from there. I started sponsoring very early on, and, and that's what got me free of the compulsive eating. It actually didn't happen for me the other way around, got free of the eating, and then started sponsoring. It was I started sponsoring and helping others, and then I got free. And I'm not alone. Um, I, I've, I've sponsored people that you know, have the same experience as I have. So it just puts me in a position to be helpful to those people when they wonder why it doesn't happen in their mind the right way around, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk about what I used to be like, what happened, and what I'm like now, like it tells me to in the big book. Um, I'm a big book aficionado. I love it. Uh, I study it. I keep finding new things in it, even though I've I've read it quite a few times and I've studied it quite a bit, not nearly as much as many people, I'm sure, but but I do really love it. Uh, right now, I'm I've got uh, big book reading buddies, three or four of them, and we're we just pick up where we left off, wherever it is in the book. Uh, at various times of the week, and it's really cool because wow, I just I see so much more when I when I read it with a person, um, especially a lady that I'm reading it with right now is not even in OA. She's in another program that does not use the big book, so she's having kind of an epiphany when she's reading it, which is really cool. Um, so, what I used to be like. Um, I was just thinking before I got on here, and I got to keep an eye on my time. I'm two and a half minutes. Um, about how focused on food I was, like, like I can't remember not being that way. Um, just things like, <clears throat> uh, like cleaning up after supper time, cleaning up the table. You know, uh, my brother and I were supposed to wash the dishes and. And I liked being the one that that carried all the dishes and stuff out to the kitchen first. And my brother would come later, and that worked really well for me because I finished up anybody's uh, leftovers if they were still on their plate. Um, I had a really hard time understanding why they would leave food on their plate, you know, um, or how they could leave food on their plate. Because for me, there was never enough. And I don't mean enough as in I was hungry whatsoever. Um, just enough in that I was seeking something from food that was, you know, not like the people around me, not like my the rest of my family. 
Um, so I did things like that. When I got a little older, I did a lot of cooking for the family. My mom was super busy, and she was out there. Uh, she was a teacher. Both my parents were teachers. And so she she was busy. So to be helpful, <laughs> I did. I cooked supper quite often. And, of course, I ate a lot of supper before we even ate supper. You know, that gave me a great opportunity to eat a lot of extra food. And I always made extra of whatever I was eating, of whatever I was making, sorry, so that I would have extra because, again, um, a normal amount of food was never enough. I would never get that, you know, that, you know, that sigh of relief kind of thing. Um, it just, it didn't happen unless I had too much food. And by that I mean uh, if I started eating and I knew that I had too much that I couldn't possibly eat at all, then I felt relaxed about what I was eating because I didn't have to worry about it running out. Um, when I was a kid, we didn't have uh, extra food around the house. Um, you know, our, our family was not super well off or anything, so we didn't have snacks sitting around and and my mom didn't do a lot of baking. She was busy for that, too busy and, and that kind of thing. So I didn't have opportunities to eat and eat and eat like I might have been. Um, so anyways, uh, that's kind of what was going on. When my mom, like it's Christmas time now, and my mom did bake at Christmas sometimes. And she would hide the stuff that she made at Christmas <laughs> because if she didn't, it would, go, it would be gone before Christmas. And uh, I would always seek out the stuff that she hid. You know, her freezer was a good place. And she thought normal people wouldn't eat frozen things, you know, or wouldn't look in the freezer or whatever. I don't know, but all I know is that I'm not normal. <laughs> and I would take the lid off whatever container she had it in, and I would eat you know, two of them, and figure nobody's going to notice that. And then I wouldn't be able to stand it, you know, and I'd go back for a couple more, and then I would have the whole first layer of whatever it was gone. And and meanwhile, that sick feeling of guilt and disgust with myself and so on just grew, you know, that and that feeling of I'm going to get caught, you know, that awful, awful feeling. Thank God the steps have ways to deal with that ickiness uh, in the back of my mind about myself. And I don't really feel that way about myself anymore. Uh, thank goodness. I'm not useful when I am beating myself up. I'm, I can't be of help to anybody in the world kind of thing where when I'm it's called engaging in morbid reflection. It's called in the big book. Uh, so I don't do that much anymore. Um, so that's just the way it was. I did not suffer from weight consequences as a kid from my eating, but I certainly did when I got older. And that's when I tried to stop. I didn't try to stop before then, but now I tried to stop and I couldn't. 
Um, I did try diets. I tried over-exercising, writing about my feelings, um, probably a lot of things. This was before I went to OA. I tried various things, and I couldn't stop compulsive eating, and I didn't lose weight. Or I should say it the other way around. I didn't lose weight, and I couldn't stop compulsive eating. So I finally happened on OA in the early 90s. And I went there, and wow, finally I was among my people. Like these people were just as abnormal as I was, right? Just as crazy about food. And they said these things out loud that I had never heard people say before about how crazy they thought about food, just like I did. And, oh, it was such a relief to find them. And that relief somehow, I don't know why, but that relief uh, removed my obsession, my mental obsession with wanting to eat all the time. Um, I, didn't, I didn't take the steps back then, and I didn't get a sponsor, so that was God's grace. I believe he was just giving me a taste of what it was like to not be in chains to this illness, so that it would give me hope later when I was utterly lost, and it did give me hope, you know, so I'm really grateful for it. Um, as long as that little meeting was going, I was good to go. I lost all my excess weight, and I was fine. And then that meeting folded. Um, at the beginning of this meeting, they talked about, or Lynn talked about how the traditions are to keep our group healthy, and that group was not following the traditions, and it folded. Um, and once it was gone, and once I didn't have my people anymore, I just started eating compulsively. And after that, I just gained and lost hundreds of pounds over the years. Um, sometimes I would get super duper skinny and I would figure I had it made and I couldn't imagine messing that up and, and gaining it all back, but then I would do it anyways, right? Um, finally, in uh, I met my now ex-husband in... 1992, and we got married in 1994, and over the next four years, I was about 125 pounds. I don't talk about weight all that much usually when I qualify, but but this is a 100-pounder meeting, so I'll just say that when I married him, I was very slim. I was 125 pounds, and over the next four years after I got married, I gained 175 pounds. And, uh, you know, like, of course, I was miserable. And I blamed all of that on my ex-husband, um, on my circumstances. I had two babies during that time, um, on my unhappiness and depression. Um, yeah, it was, it was brutal. Um, if I think about it now reasonably, it was also brutal for my, my ex-husband. I mean, he married a slim and happy lady, and he ended up with an utterly miserable person, you know, very large person uh, just staying in her bed sleeping all the time, right? So needless to say, that caused friction in our relationship. Um, and that's kind of how it continued. I eventually, being so overweight, my body was in so much pain all the time, and I elected to have bariatric surgery. Uh, I did that. I lost all my excess weight from having had that. 
And I, I made a note for myself to mention what happens when you have bariatric surgery or what you live with after that. Uh, yes, I lost all my weight. Um, and then I started gaining it back again because my compulsive eating problem was not fixed at all. And now it was further complicated by the fact that my body is forever altered. Um, I can't eat and drink at the same time. I can't drink anything before a meal. I have to chew, chew, chew everything really until it's like pureed in my mouth. I can't eat too fast. I can't take a couple of extra bites too much like some people. Um, there are, I can't eat certain foods, like uh, I haven't been, since the surgery, I haven't been able to eat beef or raw carrots or undercooked, undercooked certain things. They irritate my stomach and I throw up. There's, there are a lot of consequences <laughs> after you've had bariatric surgery, plus it doesn't work to solve the compulsive eating problem. So the only thing that worked for me was uh, taking the 12 steps. Um, I met my sponsor, as I, as I mentioned, on December 18, 2019. And in fact, I wasn't overweight at that time. I was underweight. Um, I've been both ways and everything in between. And at that time, three years ago, I was extremely underweight because I was binging and purging and restricting and I couldn't stop losing weight. Sounds like a good problem to have, right? But it wasn't. Like I was just bones and I looked awful and I was cold and confused and shaky and all the time like it was it was not good. So I got together with her and we took the steps uh, quickly because what was going on with me was going to kill me. Uh, I was throwing up blood and I was having chest pains and that kind of thing in the shape I was in. Um, so we take the steps quickly. It tells us to do that in the big book to save our life, you know. And also, um, before my tricky mind told me that things weren't that bad, you know, because it had done that numerous times in the past. I would get utterly desperate. I would know that I was at some sort of a bottom. I couldn't go on like this. And then, within a very short time, my mind would say, it's not that bad, you know, or you can start again on Monday. Or if you, lead a, if you eat a few bites of that, it's not going to hurt you. Or in my case, because I was super skinny, you know, oh, your body, you, you must need that thing that you're craving. Your body must need that, you know, <laughs> stupid things. So took those steps quickly. I got recovered. When I say that, I mean that instead of needing to compulsively to feel okay now, instead of using that as a solution to my problem, eating, um, I have a new solution, which is turning to, in my case, God, to my higher power. Um, the steps specifically teach me how to do that. Like it's, there's a concrete set of instructions in that big book that teaches me how to first establish contact with a higher power and then to grow that conscious contact with a higher power. And that's what I do every day um, by following the directions in that book, specifically steps 10, 11, and 12. And I don't have time to 
get into exactly what I do, anybody is welcome to call me. Um, I'll leave my number at the end. But I just wanted to say what my life is like now. Um, with respect to eating, you know, believe it or not, um, compulsive eating is no longer, it's, it's, it's a non-issue. I don't wake up in the morning thinking, oh God, I have to make sure I don't eat fill in the blank, or I have to make sure I weigh and measure, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's Christmas time. You know, before I met my sponsor, so up until three years ago, I always had to worry whenever there was some sort of a, an occasion, a family get-together, some sort of holiday or whatever, I had to worry about how much food there was going to be at this place, or was there going to be enough food at this place so that I'd feel okay? Was I going to be able to get a loan so that I could eat it the way I needed to and so on? I don't think about that stuff anymore. Um, I don't have to haul my own food around with me. Something I used to do was uh, avoid certain foods as though those ingredients were causing my compulsive eating, and I have come to, to know that that is not the case because even when I was abstaining from certain foods, I was still severely compulsive eating, compulsively eating, or in my case, restricting, binging, purging, whatever it was I was doing. So the certain food idea, I tried it for 25 years, and it did not work for me. If you're out there and you're like me, there is a solution, you know, and I don't have to avoid those certain foods and maybe call ahead to my mom's to see what's being served for Christmas dinner to make sure there will be something that I can eat. Uh, I have neutrality around certain times of the day. I don't have to worry about being okay in the morning but, but eating all night long kind of thing like I used to. Uh, I have neutrality around places. I don't have to worry about going to certain restaurants or watching certain ads on TV uh, around people. I don't have to worry about being around my ex-husband or being around other problematic people. Um, none of those things were actual triggers like I used to think of them. Um, they were just something I was reacting to. In the big book, it calls it a psychic change, what has happened with me, a different way of thinking about life, reacting to life and to people and situations. I'm just, I'm just not like the person I was before. And that uh, happy, joyous, and free thing is a real deal, um, especially the freedom thing, not having to fight anymore. I just don't have to. So all those things that I used to worry about become a non-issue. I have neutrality around my body as well. Uh, my body's not perfect <laughs> by any means. I'm 60, and, you know, my skin's falling off because I've gained and lost so much weight over the years. But it just it's just a body, you know, and, and I don't need to impress anybody anymore. And so, <laughs> yeah, life is different. So I've got like 40 seconds left. So I'm just going to leave my number, and I hope everybody has a, has a Merry Christmas, and I wish you, you know, to be happy, joyous, and free this holiday season and, and coming up in the new year very much from my whole heart. 
Um, my name is Terry Lynn. I am in Alberta, Canada on Mountain Time. I am a recovered sponsor. Um, my number is 403-878-3498. I'm in Canada, so I have WhatsApp for international calls. I'm delighted to help anybody, and thanks for giving me this opportunity.